In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My brethren, the essential difference between our Catholic faith and all the other religious beliefs lies in the fact that our religion was revealed by God, while all the other religions were created by men. And that's why we can say in all truth, and so in all humility, that our religion is the only true religion, that our faith is the only true faith, that the Catholic Church is the only true Church, because what we believe comes from God. The Catholic Church alone possesses the fullness of the deposit of faith. This deposit which contains all the truths that God has revealed since the beginning of time. Starting with Adam and Eve, passing through the patriarchs and prophets, and finally arriving to our Lord Jesus Christ and the Apostles. Christ our Lord came to bring the revelation of God to completion, to perfection. With the teachings of Christ, there is so after the teachings of Christ, there is nothing else to be added to the deposit of faith. Christ came to close the book. And that's why we say that the public revelation of God was closed when St. John, the last apostle of Christ, died. Now when we talk about the public revelation of God, we are talking about all that is necessary for all men to believe in order to be saved. So to say that this public revelation came to a close with the death of the last apostle means to say that all the truths that are necessary for men to believe in order to be saved have already been revealed. We are not expecting any new revelations. All that we have to know was said. The deposit of faith is closed. There's nothing to be added, nothing to be removed. The deposit of faith is then a treasure, the treasure that Christ entrusted to his church and to his church alone. And the role of the church is to keep this deposit faithfully and to transmit it to all generations.
So the public revelation of God was closed at the death of the last apostle. But my brethren, in spite of the fact that we affirm that, that we affirm that the public revelation of God was closed at the death of St. John, yet we know as a fact that God has spoken to many of his servants during the centuries. So even after the death of the last apostle. The truth is that prophecy or revelations from God were never extinguished in the church. And we can see the clear example of this in the life of many of the saints who received messages from God and were able to see the future. But here we have to make a distinction. A distinction between the public revelation of God, which is closed, and private revelations, which are always present in the history of the church. So on, on one hand, we have public revelation, which means everything that God has revealed and that we must believe in order to be saved. On the other hand, we have private revelations, which do not hold the same weight as public revelation. They are not necessary for salvation. We have to remember that the sources of our faith are holy scriptures and tradition and not private revelations. However, if God allows such supernatural communications to happen, it is because He has something important to say. <clears throat> Not in order to give us new teachings, no. <clears throat> but in order to help us better understand the teachings of Christ. So private revelations must be necessarily connected, linked to the gospel. In fact, the providential role, so the providential role of private revelations is this, to help us to better understand and follow the teachings of our Lord. <clears throat> but in regards to these private communications, my brethren, we have to be careful, because as we read in the gospel today, we have to be aware that there can be false prophets who bring up false prophecies, false messages. Public revelation must be believed 
by all. So public revelation, as the Holy Scriptures, for example, Old and New Testament, they must be believed by all. But private revelations do not carry this same obligation. It's not because someone claims to receive messages from heaven that it is true. And we don't have to feel bad if by chance we don't follow all these private revelations people claim to have here and there. We are not obliged to believe in all of that. The most prudent thing to do is to wait for the judgment of the church. If the church comes to condemn a private revelation, well, so it means that we cannot follow it in such a way that believing in it would be a sin. But if the church approves a private revelation, so we can believe it, so we can believe in it without any fear. So if the church officially approves a private revelation, we can believe in it without fear. And we know that the church has approved many private revelations. And among them, there are two which I would like to mention in a special way because of their particular importance for the entire church. The first one is the apparition of our Lord Jesus Christ to St. Margaret Mary in Parele Moniale, France. I think we can say without mistake that this is, one, this is one of the most important private revelations in the history of the Church. The message that our Lord entrusted to St. Margaret Mary was directed not only to her, but to the entire church. It brought about a strong devotion to the Sacred Heart of our Lord. In fact, these apparitions are at the origin of the First Friday devotion and the communion of reparation. This private revelation has given many, many good fruits to the church. And the second private revelation I would like to mention today is the apparition of Our Lady to the three little shepherds in Fatima, Portugal. <clears throat> From all the apparitions of Our Blessed Mother, the apparitions in Fatima are the ones who carry the most importance because of the message they bring, which was not addressed only to the children to whom Our Lady appeared, but to the entire world 
Among other important things, Our Lady said that God wanted to see established in the world the devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And this devotion consists in making reparation to the heart of our Blessed Mother for all the insults it receives from men. Our Lord told Sister Lucy, have compassion on the heart of your most holy mother, covered with thorns, with which ungrateful men pierce it at every moment, and there is no one to make an act of reparation to remove them. Have compassion on the heart of your most holy mother. <clears throat> covered with thorns, with which ungrateful men pierce it at every moment, and there is no one to make an act of reparation to remove them. <clears throat> the, apparitions, the apparitions in Fatima are at the origin of the first Saturday devotion and the communion in reparation to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. These apparitions brought about a wonderful increase in devotion to our Blessed Mother. <clears throat> so we can see the good fruits of the apparitions in Fatima. Now if I may extend myself a little bit more and speak about the apparitions of Fatima, It is important for us to know why, why Our Lady came down from heaven and what she had to tell us. The message of Our Lady can be summed in five points. Five points that I want you to learn and remember. <clears throat> The first thing that Our Lady asked is that we pray the rosary every day. Every day. The second thing is that we offer the sacrifices of our daily duties, that we offer our daily duties as a sacrifice to God. The third is that we receive Holy Communion in reparation on First Saturdays. The fourth is that we consecrate ourselves to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And the fifth thing Our Lady asked is that we wear the brown scapular, which is the symbol of our devotion to her. So, my brethren, if Our Lady came down from heaven to ask us to do each one of the things, well, we should understand that it is because they are important, because they can be of great help for our salvation. 
So even though private revelations are not necessary for salvation, yet when they are truly from God, they can be a most valuable help in guiding us to heaven. So let us listen to Our Lady and do what she asked from us. So I will repeat so you don't forget. Say the rosary every day. Offer the duties of our state in life as a sacrifice to God. Receive communion on first Saturdays in reparation to the Immaculate Heart. <clears throat> to consecrate oneself to the Immaculate Heart and to wear the brown scapular. So on this feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, my brethren, let us renew our devotion to our Blessed Mother. And what does it mean? It means that if by chance you have left the rosary behind. It's time to get it back. Because, my brethren, in time of war, we don't put the weapons down. And also, as Sister Lucy said, the scapular is a great sign of our devotion to Our Lady. So let us wear it faithfully with respect and devotion. So my dear brethren, let us be faithful, faithful servants of Jesus and Mary. Let us not be afraid of being devoted to our Blessed Mother. She is always leading us to Christ. And we can have one thing for certain. All the saints have made the experience. Servus Maria non quamperibit. Servus Maria non quamperibit. A servant of Mary will never perish. So my brethren, let us renew our devotion to our Blessed Mother. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.